anybody who pretends that it's a hardship for billionaires to pay a little bit more in taxes so that uh, a single mom gets child care support or so that we can uh, make sure that our communities uh, aren't inundated by wildfires and floods and that we're doing something about climate change uh, for the next generation, you know, that, that's an argument that uh, is unsustainable. <laughs> Sean Lima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. I just, I, I hate the sound of his voice, man. I just, I had eight years of that crap. The sound of his voice, I hate the sound of his voice. Yeah, nobody cares, Barack. I know you're still running the show. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. He is. He's the, he's, it's, it's, he's the president. <laughs> I think he's the guy running the running the whole shebang. It ain't that mumbling weirdo we call Mr. President. And and you're not you're not, you're not you're not setting up future generations to live in a climate change free world, man. You're screwing them with the trillion multi trillion dollar debt. Madness, I tell you, madness. And that is the uh, Sean Show. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Where do we where do we begin? You know, I think Dog's going to find that laundry guy. I was making fun. I was making fun of dog yesterday, brah. But he's making some headway, man. He he uh, he uh, look, he's, was able to look at security footage at a campsite about seventy-five miles from where the la- the laundry uh, folks live. The parents remember how the neighbor uh, from across the street said that at one point he saw them or they saw them uh, pulling a camper. And taken off uh, for the weekend. It was September 11th weekend. Well, Dog says uh, that he talked to people. He went to this campsite, talked to people, and saw security footage and had some tips from people to his dog line or whatever it is, his dog tip line. And uh, the security footage, I guess, shows the three people going in and two people coming out. So he uh, went looking. I just, how does he, you know, when he's like, you know, look, do, investigating a scene, you know, out on a campsite, how does he keep his hair so nice? I'm, you know, I'm just saying. He said he found a fresh campsite. He believes that uh, this laundry guy was there. So, and, and the latest news is he says he's going to have even more information within the next 48 hours. So, you know, we, we mock, well, I don't mock him, but we make fun of him. There's a slight difference between mocking someone and making fun of them. The guy does dress like a disco lion tamer, okay? A dis I said that, a disco lion tamer. And, you know, from behind, he looks like a muscular Stevie Nicks. He does. But this guy, he gets, he finds people, man. You you can't deny it. I mean, is he an opportunist? Trace, we were talking earlier that, you know, is this the revival of his sagging, flaccid television career, probably, you know. I know, that was kind of graphic. That having been said, you know, the dude does find people. (laughs) However the hell he does it, he gets her done, man, so he may have this guy, he may find this guy. And if that laundry guy's out there, he's got to know this is going on, right, Chris? So what what do you think he's thinking? I got a dog the bounty hunter on my ass now. The entire stinking world's looking for me, including freaking dog the bounty hunter. 
He's going to pepper spray me. I know he's going to pepper spray me. I hope he didn't bring the paintball guns. I hope he didn't bring the paintball guns. Don't make me tase you, brah. So, you know, good on him, you know. You know what? If he finds that guy, he deserves to have his TV career revitalized. You know what I mean? If he finds the guy, well, good on him, man. You got all these law enforcement agencies that are trying to find him, and Dog finds him, man. So good. We'll see. We'll, we'll follow that story. Oh, uh, yeah, General Milley is uh, is speaking now at this uh, this uh, committee, and uh, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. I'm not going to sit and listen to that crap, man. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit and listen to this bilge about how well-planned and executed the Afghan withdrawal was. He's been giving an open... It's, it's 11 minutes after 9. He started his opening statement about 20 minutes ago. And I'm sure it's a river of bullcrap, and it's a river of bullcrap that I just don't want to swim in. Because you know what? These people are focusing on, uh, you know, these horseback, these Border Patrol guys who, you know, never hit anyone with their reins. They weren't strapping people. Meanwhile, video, uh, we were watching video earlier out of Afghanistan where, you know what? Women are getting flogged in the streets. They're whipping, they're whipping women in the streets just for being whip, uh, women. The religious police in Afghanistan just handed down a new edict. Uh, you know, if you're a barber or a hairstylist, you can't cut any beards. You can't shave any beards or they'll kill you. No American-style haircuts or they'll kill you. And they'll kill you in a really unpleasant and horrible way. And yet this jackass is sitting there claiming that this whole thing was great. And uh, is it going to be asked about China? I wonder the China the call to China is that going to come up? I wonder. Probably not. And as Trey and I were saying uh, earlier on Where and Rima, if you haven't caught that show, it's from seven to nine Monday through Friday. That you know, ninety percent of this crap are politicians just you know riffing on whatever they want to riff on. Half the time they don't even end up asking a, a stinking question. So I could bore the crap out of you by playing some of this right now, but I don't think I will. We'll we'll, we'll catch whatever highlights uh, occur uh, during the the course of this thing. Occur, I said occur. Two one zero five nine nine. Do you you know two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five? Also, uh, I got to talk about a couple of race things, and uh, I want to talk about segregation in a little bit. Governor Kathy Hochul, uh, out of, uh, out of New York, the unelected governor of New York, uh, you know, says that Jesus wants you to get vaxxed. Jesus would want you to get vaxxed. And she wants apostles. She's gonna, Chris, she needs her own apostles. She wants her own apostles to go out and spread the word about getting vaccinated. She's wearing a necklace that says vaccinated. Because I guess you could do that now. You could buy necklaces that say vaccinated. And Tucker Carlson last night was basically saying it's a new religion. The vaccine thing is a new religion. And they treat it like a religion. And I would expand on that and say that pretty much the entire leftist puke agenda from their perspective is kind of like it's kind of like a, it's got it's got cult like overtones to it. It really does or cult like dynamics. Because if you're a moron on the left, you don't question any of this stuff, do you? 
if you're a moron on the left, getting vaccinated for you is almost a kind of spiritual experience. And it's something you do and you do not question. You just do it. Just like if the right people tell you that dudes on horseback were whipping black people down along the border, you don't question that either. It's gospel to you. It's scripture. And Tucker Carlson's right. They are like a, a weird bunch of cultists, uh, the left in, in this country right now. So, no, I don't want to. I'm not interested in hearing what the, the joint, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff has to say about anything. He's a traitor, as far as I'm concerned. And again, we'll catch the highlights tomorrow, <laughs> later on in the day. But I'm not going to bore the snot out of you by <laughs> playing the stuff now. Well, I just did the entire show in the first 15 minutes, so I'm going home. I'm kidding. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh, and I have to thank Chris Glasgow uh, for some technical expertise from uh, a little bit ago, and I'll explain that happy crap when I get back because uh, I'm just a completely inept human being. I don't know how I've gotten through 54 years of life. Let's take a little breaky-wakey-wakey. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. News Talk 550 KTSA. Smells like teen spirit around here. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. That's your fault. Did y'all hear my my sniff a few minutes ago? I had the mic open and I forgot, and I was on the I pulled back and went. <laughs> yeah, I just did it again. Um, well, I'm saying the smell is your fault, but that was too. Oh, see how you are. I took a shower this morning, buddy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I did even use conditioner. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um, I feel like such. I, I I don't know how I've gotten through fifty four years of life. I, I just I don't know how I function sometimes. I I, I I've been sitting at because when Trey and I do the show, he sits on the lead mic, which is the mic I'm before now. This is meaningless for most of you, but just follow me here. And I sit way over there. And for the two, past two days, I've been sitting way over there on my show, which I usually move over to the, the main mic so I can see Don and Chris. But I was having trouble logging on to my computer or my my email, and I thought, oh, it's screwed up again, man. Something's wrong, man. I can't make it work, man. And uh, Don Morgan, Chris comes in, and I just, well, I just forgot my email address, and I couldn't, that's all I needed was the email address. I couldn't remember what it was. And so Chris told me what it was. And so I'm back on the main mic here. Well, so, considering we all pretty much have the same email address except I can't explain our name. it. So hold on a second. I here. can't explain it. The reason you were over here, right, 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 was because you couldn't remember your email address. Yeah, but I I assumed that there was something wrong with it, and it wasn't right. about my email address. Right, because you were having a fit one day last it week. It was it was Monday. Yeah, remember I had a fit. Right, and that I was fitted, and that was why, <clears throat> and that was why I was screaming cuss words. Well, and I just took what you were ex- saying what was the problem, and I kind of t- that doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense, Chris. Because not in my world. Because you were able to log into this computer, but not yeah. that one. I know it didn't make any sense to me either. None. How would I function without you and my you, you and my wife? I'm just saying. Oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay in your room. <laughs> Stay in your room. 
Well, I've also, uh, we did this story earlier. Shaq has decided to uh, re- denounce his celebrityness. Um, well, I think pr- he probably should say renounce, not denounce. But he, he, he wants people, he, he thinks celebrities are crazy. He's sick of the celebrity class in this country. He's talk- talking to the New York Times, New York Post. And he says, uh, I, I don't want to be a celebrity anymore. I'm going to focus on my work with, uh, is it Papa John's, where you buy a certain shack pizza or something, and he gives a dollar to? The shackaroni. The shackaroni, and a dollar go, go, goes to charity or some some damn place. I think it goes to COVID relief, the Boys and Girls Club of America, stuff like that. He wants to be known for his philanthropy and not as a celebrity, so he is he is denouncing his celebrityness. And so, I and I, you know, basically I think that's kind of cool, but you can't really unfamous yourself if you're famous you know unless uh <laughs> unless you're uh unless you're any uh, michael moore or somebody like that you know they're, they're working on it so i i've decided to uh denounce my celebrityness as well so guys I, I i am no longer a celebrity i am no longer famous i i am i am denouncing i am i am shirking off the burden of my celebrityness he said shirking shirking hey, don't take your shirt off no, I'm not taking my shirt off. I only do that on Facebook. No, that, I'm 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 I'm, de- I'm denouncing and renouncing my celebrityness. So I'm I'm no longer, you know, the global phenomenon I was a few minutes ago. And it's not so much that you don't enjoy <laughs> the trappings that come with a celebrity of your stature. Yeah, I know it is that you don't want to be associated with the rest of them. Like Shaq, I want like to be Shaquille remembered O'Neal. for my kindness right. and my charity work yeah. and my philanthropy. Right. Uh, which I don't do any of, but you know, I it's it, it, well sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the Raúl Jiménez thing here in, a, in a, the radiothon's going on. I, I, I do that. So now you and Shaq can form a club. We're going to be the non-celebrity celebrities. I I want nothing more to do with my celebrityness. The NCCs. You'll the be, NCCs. You'll be infamous. I'm just a fella like other fellas now. Okay. I'm just an ordinary Joe. You're a reluctant celebrity. I'm. I no. I. I don't. I have. I've given up my celebrity. All right. I'm done with celebrity. Well, I think once you have that tag, there's no getting away from it. It, it is so hard. I, I can't walk through a Dollar Tree without getting recognized. You know, and uh, uh, that's a burden too, as well. And so, you know, if you see me out in public, I. I, I am. De- I have decelebrityfied myself. Mm. I have decelebrityfied myself. So I'm a guy. I saw a guy at Walmart the other day, who's a fan of the show. But no more. I I, I, I I want nothing more to do. You've been defamed. I've been defamed. Dewormed? Back in well, the, 80, work, back in the 80s. <laughs> I got dewormed. You need a booster. I'm not going to explain hey, that. You need a booster. That's... <laughs> Ouch. Owie, owie, owie. So, yeah, Shaq and me are no longer famous. So that's just where I am right now. That's, right. that's, my, that's my trip right now. Okay? You and Shaq are on the same level. Yeah, we're just two ordinary guys. Just two ordinary schmucks, right? Sean and Shaq. I'm up. I'm upgrading my schmuckness and de-celebrityfying myself. Okay, two one zero five. And, you know, and, and neither of you can hit a free throw. So. <laughs> I say that, that's probably why he's doing that because most of his celebrity has to do with the fact that he can't hit one of those. We'll see. <laughs> see how you are. Shaq and I are like this. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, and we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. 
Sorry. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. We had mentioned that Shaq is no longer wants to be associated with celebrities because he says they're all crazy. He has de-celebrity-fied himself, and so he's, he's denounced his celebrityness. He's a de-liberty. He's a de-liberty. Lauren wants to talk about it. Here's Lauren. How you doing, Lauren? Thanks. I'm doing great. I tutored Shaq in college, and he was the coolest, nicest guy. And this doesn't surprise me at all. He was just like that in college. Wow. I've heard that from most people. He's just a really genuine, nice, genuinely nice guy. And that's a rare thing yeah, these days, is. isn't it? <laughs> it is. It really is. And I always loved it whenever I passed him on campus. And he's like, hey, Miss Lauren, how are you? And uh, he, he gave me, like, a signed picture. He's like, yeah, this is kind of stupid, but here might be worth something one day. He's cool. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear that. It's nice to – usually we hear about celebrities the opposite, right? That they're real jerks, yeah, you know? <laughs> so it's nice. it's refreshing when you, you hear of a, uh, a celebrity who's actually a pretty nice guy. So very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. Rock and roll. Do that. 210-599-5555. I got to talk about something that uh, I heard about for the first time yesterday on listening to Jack McCarty. That they're going to be releasing John Hinckley uh, at some point. The man who attempted to assassinate uh, President Ronald Reagan. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna let him go. He's uh, he's been in for forty years. He's not been in jail. He's been in a, a mental health facility. And uh, over the years, John Hinckley Jr. has, I guess, met every m- mental health metric along the way, and he's gained more and more of his freedom. And so next year, he will be approved, it looks like, a federal, well, he has been approved, the federal judge approved his unconditional release. He's 66 years of age. Uh, he's been living outside that institute uh, for several years now. Uh, as I, I said, he, he reaches milestones, I guess, with his, develop, his, uh, his, whatever you call it, his recovery or whatever, and uh, so they... They uh, peel back layers of supervision. And he will be released unconditionally in June, which means he can do whatever he wants to do. And it, it feels kind of weird, doesn't it? <laughs> it just doesn't feel right, you know, that uh, that uh, uh, a man who shot the president of the United States of America is, you know, going to be released and can just go back to living his life. Uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I feel pretty bad about it. I think it's a bad move. Uh, I, you know, ultimately, I don't think the guy should ever be released. Now, I don't know if it's a generational thing. Jack was saying last night that it feels like a generational thing in that those of us who are of a certain age remember that day in 1981. And, uh, we also, uh, you know, remember, uh, what happened as a result. This was Jack's point of, of Reagan living, and you had sort of this conservative renaissance, this conservative revolution that happened, uh, as a result of the Reagan presidency. You had, uh, communism, communism defeated in the Soviet Union. This coming on the heels of the Jimmy Carter era, and so you, much of that perhaps wouldn't have happened. Well, history, ebbs and flows based upon what does happen, right? 
and you can always ponder uh, if things were just one were just a little different how vastly different things would be if one thing uh, was changed uh so you know i don't know if it's a generational thing i don't know if it's almost an anti-cop thing or an anti-incarceration thing the trip that we have going on right now you know, uh, I hate to say it, but had he uh, tried to assassinate a, Dem- a Democrat president, would it have, would it be different? Would he, you know, rot in jail for the rest of his life? But you know, there's still people who hate Ronald Reagan's guts to this day. And this decision did come from a federal judge, so I, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I think, I think if, you, if you, I don't care if you're nuts or not, if you try to shoot the president, I think you ought to rot in jail, or you should never see the light of day again. That's my thought. If you attempt to shoot the president, or if you successfully shoot the president, uh, you should never be free again. It's just me. Maybe I'm the nutty one now, but uh, it seems like an odd decision. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, also, we're going to talk about uh, all-black audiences at a uh, at a Broadway show. We're also going to talk about segregation on campus. Got race stuff coming up. Race stuff coming up. Uh, just as a quick thing to toss in here, though, also Rasmussen uh, did some polling on the president, and apparently right now 58% of all Americans disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing. That's that's a hell of a number. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Linda, hang on. News Talk 550 KTSA. General Milley is uh, taking questions on the Senate Armed Services Committee. Repeating the crap we've heard for, for quite a while. Most intelligence indicates collapse. Indicated the collapses later on and blah, blah, blah. Why? What are you looking at, Chris? What are you doing? What did I do? What's going on? Um, at, we were talking about uh, John Hinckley Jr. being released next, uh, well, next summer, unconditionally. Uh, what do you think about them apples? Here's Linda. Linda, how you doing? Fine, thank you. I normally don't agree with you, but I'm telling you, I agree 100% with you today. It's kind of weird he's getting out, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, how about what he did to the press secretary? Yeah. We shot him, too. Mm, mm. Paralyzed paralyzed but uh that's interesting how you can shoot somebody you're insane and now you're not insane so if he's not insane or if he's on meds now it's time to go to prison regular prison. <laughs> that's what i would think yeah you know, well, that's what i would i honestly that's what i would think but i guess not and, and you know a lot of people when they get away from uh, someone supervising them they don't take their meds well you know uh, it, it's it, uns, the unsupervised part is even more troubling you're right you're absolutely right and so i'm glad you we agree on this <laughs> yes, sir. You have a great day. You too. Thank you very much. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. James Brady. I actually knew him and his wife Sarah back in the day when I worked at. Uh, I started my talk radio, uh, the talk radio journey of my career in uh, the late nineties in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and they had retired to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. So. He was a really great guy, and, and his wife was cool. She she disagreed with me, just like, like our last caller. She disagreed with just about everything I said, especially when it came to gun control and stuff like that. But she would call the show up at least once a week. 
And uh, I remember we had some kind of a dance or something, and they were there, and we uh, drank a few beers together. So very nice people, very nice people. It was a shame. Here's Dan. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good today for an old man. Rock on, man. What's on your brain? What are you doing? What's going on? Well, I think Hinkley should be pushing up daisies. Well, he, he could do some light gardening if he wanted to, but that's about it. He's going to be able to do whatever uh, he, he wants, wants to do. I don't think he wants to come to my house. No, probably, probably not. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a safe thing. But I got one other little thing to say, and I'll let you go. Uh, when your car locked you, stuff, locked you out. When do what? When your car locked you out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a believer because my car locks me out. Rock on. Thank you for validating. All right, thank you. That was my wife's car, actually, and I'm never driving it, driving it again. That was my wife's car. Locked my ass out last uh, last week while it was still running. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. What, what are you I thinking? Actually, I actually have done uh, uh, lockouts, uh, uh, locksmith lockout type stuff, and I would always tell people when I was done, I would always tell them, for the house or the car, keep an extra black yep. key. All you need is a key for the door just to get back in. That's yep. all you need somewhere around the house, somewhere outside the car, purse, wallet, whatever. Right. But I was calling about the Hinkley thing. Uh, uh, let's not kid ourselves. If if he had tried to off, you know, one of the Clintons, mm-hmm. particularly the female or or one of the Blobamas <laughs> or any other Democrat, we, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. There you're, is you're absolutely no right. They, that that's our justice system today, folks. They're gonna let him go, man. He's gonna walk right out of there. You do whatever he yep. wants. Yes, sir. Uh, and and like I said, if it had been any other Democrat that he tried right. off, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Nope. They wouldn't be considering it. You're absolutely right, Steve. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Rock on. No, he's he's right, and you know he's right. You said that earlier. If he had if if he had tried to shoot Bill Clinton. And I'm not wishing any of this stuff on anybody. But if it had been a Democrat president, he's right. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be having this conversation. But let's face it: there's a lot of people on the left who still hate Ronald Reagan's guts. Uh, there was a lot of people who, when Reagan died, were uh, tap dancing, uh, you know, and and talking about how happy they were and blah blah blah. I remember those days. But that's how they roll, man. That's how your 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 average puke, liberal puke in this country. That's how they roll, man. If it's a political opponent, I hope they die. I hope they get cancer, right? But you turn the tables and start saying that stuff about one of theirs, and oh my god, the outrage! And so I hate to say it's that cheap, you know, but I think it really is. I think it's that cheap. I think because Hinckley shot a Republican president, he's getting out. I don't know how style. I can't be any more clear about my thinking on it because that was the first thought I had when I heard the heard the story yesterday. It's like really, they're letting him out. Shot a president, shot the press secretary, left left him in a in a wheelchair for the rest of his life with uh, you know uh, disabilities. It's it's. It's it's hard to fathom. You know, but that's par for the course these days. <laughs> I mean, you know, <clears throat> think about it. The Taliban are now, a leg- while they're whipping women and hanging dudes from cranes, the Taliban are a legitimate government with the eyes of the world on them. That's pretty stinking upside down, yeah? We have no freaking southern border at all. 
Canadians, you can't you can't come into this country. You can't cross the, the northern border if you're Canadian. We'll we'll throw your ass your Canadian ass in jail. But man, the southern border is non-existent. Right? We got an old, foolish, racist Delaware redneck for the presidency for the president. Joe freaking Biden is the president. So, uh, yeah, why not let John Hinckley out, man? What the hell? <laughs> Par for the course in his screwed-up world right now. Uh, Gabe, very quickly, what are you thinking? Yes, uh, there is no limitation, I believe, on murder. So when he gets out, they can pick him up and charge him with murder on the... On James Brady, Brady. yeah. I Maybe that's, what, maybe that's okay. the plan. I appreciate the call, man. Maybe that's the plan. Because they consider it a homicide. He died. He passed away in 2014, but they he died. You know, they consider it a homicide because of, uh, I believe he, you know, passed away as a result of uh, uh, of his condition from the from the bullet from the bullets uh, that was shot into his body. So maybe they can pick him up on that. I don't know. It's a very strange, strange story, though, all the way around. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Another full hour coming up at the Sean Show. We got uh, Rudy J from ESPN from the ESPN Morning Show joining us at ten fifteen, like he always does. We'll talk some more smack. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. It would be an incredible act of political defiance for a commissioned officer to just resign because my advice is not taken. This country doesn't want generals figuring out what orders we are going to accept and do or not. That's not our job. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> it's laughable. That's General Milley's asked by Senator Cotton, you know, about uh, about the Afghan withdrawal, and his answer is, you know, in other words, he, he's, he's full of crap. 210-599-5555. This is the guy who called China. Twice behind the scenes, and let them know what was going on. L- told them we hey, you know what? If uh, if we're gonna bomb you, I'll let you know. I'll give you a heads up. He's talking about chain of command. What a joke! Good lord, I- I'm glad I'm not listening to this. I, ca- I can't face. I can't listen to this bilge. Two one. I got I got my own bilge. I got to wade through here. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey, let's talk about race stuff. You want to hear more about racism? You got some racism stuff. Doesn't that sound like fun? I've never heard of it, but there's a... a and I also, I guess, were the Tony Awards the other night? I, I don't care. Does anybody watch the Tony Awards anymore at all? That's the one for uh, the theater, uh, show, the Broadway shows. And Slave Play is a Broadway show, and um, I, I don't know much about it. I had a caller a little while ago who said she saw it. And walked out halfway through. But uh, let's see, starting November 23rd, it's going to be on Broadway through January. And then it's going to go to L.A. And they're going to be doing black-only audiences, which they're calling blackout performances. These will be, quote, invitation-only performances to an all-black identifying audience so they can experience and discuss the play. <laughs> uh, the director, Robert, o- Robert O'Hara, 
told the New York Times in 2019, we as black people have always had to find a space inside whiteness. He says, uh, viewing a performance among an all-black audience, quote, sort of allows you to put off some of the trauma that you carry around every day in the world, just having to live inside a black body and certainly a black queer body. I'm assuming he's gay. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, at one of the, and they, they were up for, uh, let's see here, I just saw this. Nominated for 12 Tony Awards. Didn't win any during Sunday night ceremony. I I didn't even know. Who watches the Tony Awards, man? They didn't win any, uh, but uh, uh, he's talking about how, well, the playwright actually was talking, the playwright, the guy who wrote the play, is uh, is talking about how when they have these all-black audiences they they are they respond differently towards the play and what they do <laughs> this is <laughs> Jeremy O Harris he's the guy who wrote the play he's the playwright it he says it felt like we turned the hallowed space of a theater into just a building a building with new possibilities and rules people got out of their seats to go to the bathroom when they needed people spoke people laughed loudly talked back people Texted with their ringers off and screens turned low. And the whole room felt free. It was like a concert more than more so than a play. And people in the room were discovering a new amazing band. Chris, does it not sound to you like maybe the place sucks and people were, you know, milling about and not paying attention to the... I don't know that you can... You created a new space outside of whiteness. I think maybe your place sucks. I think that's maybe why I didn't win any Tonys. And why uh, this new experience of watching a theater involves people not watching the show. <laughs> I'm just thinking outside the box here, dude. I'm trying to think beyond my whiteness. And I didn't, I wasn't aware you could identify as black. You can do that now, I guess. You can, you can be black. I'm going to be a black chick from now. I'm going to identify as a black chick. Don Morgan, I'm now I'm now a black chick. I identify as a black chick. That's how I identify. Why you think it's bad? Well, no, I just don't think that the you know, I don't think all black women sound like Medea. I don't think they do either, but <laughs> it just sounds funny in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> my name is damn Shauna Rama. That's what my name is. I'm Shauna. I'm a black chick, man. I'm an elderly black chick. I because I want to I want to identify as a black person and go to this play mm-hmm. and like try, try to buy tickets. I, I hi I'm Sean. I, I know I look like a honky, but I identify as a black dude, and I want in this blackout performance of Slave Play. And if you don't let me in, I'm going to sue. I'm going to go to the Civil Rights Commission. <sighs> you can't you can't identify as what about that rachel dolezal chick from was it the the NAAC, or, well the uh, yeah she did for years she and people thought she was ridiculous she's a freckly white chick from the midwest right identified as a black chick well it probably wouldn't have said anything had she not been outed by her parents her parents who are also freckly white people from the midwest <laughs> but now i guess you can identify as black so does that mean if you if it's like the gender thing, if you identify as black, people have to see a black person, even though you're maybe a pasty white Norwegian like me? 
I identify as black. Chris, what do you see? Shauna. <laughs> you see a dumpy-looking white dude. That's what you see, because that's what I am. I'm a dumpy-looking white dude. Identify as black. And somebody, some woman called up and said that she saw the play and walked out halfway through, right? Because she said it's really just pornography. It's not about slavery at all. It's apparently about, I don't know, gay sex. I, I don't know what it is. But she was. She said it was pornography and it shouldn't be allowed. And she got up and left. I don't know what she identifies as. What? <laughs> and the play is called what again? Slave play. Slave play. Okay. Slave play. And uh, she said it was it was pornographic. Full frontal nudity, I think, is what she said. And, you know, if you see full frontal nudity in a movie, it's one thing. But when it's right there in front of you, that's kind of icky. Because, you know, what, Chris? I'm just saying, you know, you don't want to see full frontal nudity on the stage, man. It's not a whip. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess you could identify as black. Also, and we have a, uh, we have a, a school in Washington, a university in Washington State. Where uh, Western Washington University, and they now have black affinity housing, where you have certain floors on, in the dorm room in the dorms where only black people can live, because segregation works so well to bring us all together. <laughs> Nothing says unity more than segregation, right? Because <laughs> that worked so well back in the fifties and sixties and forties, right? Holy crap, man! I, I, the, the, I, sometimes I do. I think that I'm in some kind of weird alien experiment, right? And none of this is... If you woke up and, and you know, looked up and there was a couple of grays, like, working on you in the mothership, wouldn't you all almost be relieved to know that, like, all this is not real? God, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Senate Armed Services Committee meeting is, or uh, investigation committee is still going on, and the generals are all continuously full of crap. We'll get the highlights later. I'm not going to sit and listen to that. Because they're, right, they're just saying the same crap over and over again. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. The hell you didn't. The hell you didn't know. Um, God, another thing, uh, Fox News just published this story. ABC, CBS, NBC join MSNBC in avoiding CNN's sexual harassment scandal plaguing Chris Cuomo. Neither ABC, CBS, nor NBC have addressed the bombshell claim made by veteran TV producer Shelley Ross. And a guest essay published in the, in the New York Times on Friday. This is where you've, we talked about it on Friday briefly, I think. This is where uh, she says she was his producer uh, when they both worked at ABC in 2005. And uh, I guess they were at some bar or something, uh, some, some gathering. And Chris Cuomo uh, comes up to her and gives her a hug and grabs her, her butt. 
Uh, that's what she alleges, uh, right in front of her husband. Because that's being classy, right? And uh, so she wrote this essay, and she's talking about it. And, you know, first off, it's not, it's, if it's true, it's not all that shocking because he's a Cuomo, right? And, uh, and, uh, no, nobody's covering it at all. Rudy J joins us from uh, the ESPN Morning Show with, uh, Rob Thompson. How are you, sir? I'm lovely. What you got in here, dog? You can't have these. You, <laughs> you can't have these, Sean. Stop. Uh, what? We got cookies. Is your wife listening? Ms. Uh, Rima. No, Trey and I, tra- yeah, see. <laughs> See what how you are. No, Trey and I got some cookies sent to us from a listener because yesterday was morning show host day, so we've been getting what? morning show host love. I didn't get anything. You guys didn't get any cookies well, over we there. Only been, we've only been doing it for two months. We don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> well, and I we got some fresh cookies. I mean, uh, I'm from... still. In, I'm letting you know I'm still in one before I leave, bro. Oh man. Well, you have to deal with Trey then. Oh, well, the Trey hasn't gotten any? No, not yet. This just came while I was oh, here. Oh, well, then I'm not going to touch him. From... <laughs> I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems with Mr. Ware. Tips treats. So, you know, I love I, tips treats. They're I, always warm. Yeah. They're gooey. I, I, I had one. I just... You did? <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to eat it or not. Just go walk it Is off. there sodium in cookies, Chris? No, just sugar. Chris is nodding his head. It's a little bit, but it's mostly sugar. Is it mostly sugar? But tips treats are phenomenal so did they come you. in here warm yeah yes. yeah yeah they did Let the so thank warm. you they didn't the listener didn't uh say who they were but thank you listener loyal listener for the cookies and also when i came down and visited you guys we were talking about Shaq is like he's not going to be a celebrity anymore it he, was, they, yeah what did he mean by that like, i i don't know well, like, he wants to be remembered for his kindness and I, from what, everything no, i've heard done a lot i've heard he's a very nice guy yeah like if you just so happen to be like, you know, like I remember the the one time he was at the laptop store, right? Mother in there needs to buy two. He's like, go and pick out your laptops. Like, really? Yeah. And then there's the story where uh, he had signed with Reebok. This lady comes up to him like, I can't believe you make your shoes so much. I can't afford those. Whatever. Calls Reebok the next day. Y'all keep the money. I'm out. Wow. Starts, starts making some shoes that he puts in Walmart. That everybody wow. can afford. Ends up selling like 100 million pairs of them, but, every, <laughs> but everybody can, everyone They're can affordable. afford them. Yeah. You know, hip, like saw some guy on the side of the road broke down. Instead of helping them, give him a ride. He takes him to the dealership, gets him a Tahoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, Shaq's that kind of dude. Like if you catch Shaq out somewhere, mm-hmm. he'll take care of your tab. Like, oh, And wow. I'm not talking about regular tabs. Like bought a guy an engagement ring for his lady. He was shopping for jewelry. Guy comes in there. Oh, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Looking for a ring? Pick one out. I got you. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, like... so he's, he's a philanthropist guy. It's like a philanthropic type guy, but well, it's... you're seven one three thirty. You're always going to be a celebrity. <laughs> there's, no, there's no hiding you from can't, that. You can't stop being famous no, once you you're famous. It's over. Like, but... And it's Shaq. You're seven one. Right. He's, he's man, seven feet tall. And I, it's it's nice to hear because I, you know, I know being on radio, we, you know, we interact with celebrities here and there, and a lot of them, frankly, can be real jerks. Yeah, you know, when you meet oh them, and it, it's nothing more disappointing when you meet somebody that you admire. It's the worst, and they turn out to be a jerk or a schmuck or whatever. But apparently, and I, I've had somebody, I had a listener call up who's actually interacted with Shaq, and they, everybody says he's just a really nice guy. He is from what from from what I can see, he is. Well, good, good on him, man. It's good. It's but refreshing he's, he's, to hear. He's a celebrity. There's no change. Well, he said he's sick. He's, he's, he doesn't want to be associated with other celebrities because they're all crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them don't take baths. We didn't look crazy. What is time. this? You know, Jake. You heard that? Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, he doesn't. What is Chris uh, looking at me for? Hey, I shower at least once a week. Exactly. You know, and uh, Ashton, Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher, they don't bathe. They say it's overrated. Like, you don't need to take baths. Bathing is overrated. Uh, I think it's McConaughey that doesn't do deodorant. McConaughey doesn't do deodorant. I've heard that on many occasions. Which so he's stanky, weird. and I I look I shower it's it once I got let me tell you when I when I was on lockdown and I spent ninety percent of my life in my bedroom okay because I did the show in the bedroom I would go for a while sometimes and yeah not, I mean because you're not moving you're not I'm not I'm, I'm I'm in my jammies I'm you're not just going anywhere water at that point I'm just wasting water Chris and I you know I try to do it every other day now but I got this damn harness that I have to wear right now yeah. and so it's it's all good. It's all good. We got. I took a shower do. this morning. I used I conditioner. Too. It helps me wake up. It puts me to sleep. See, that's the thing. Really? I want to lay back down when I take a shower. Yeah, once I take a shower, I'm up. So I now I've, I used to do night. Now I do every morning. Every morning. Four or five. It seems to work better for me. We're talking about our bathing habits. Taking I know, your this calls. Is crazy. Let's get out of here. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, Chris? Why are you let us go here? No, that's nothing. Nothing wrong. That's yeah. that's the show. That's how we operate here. Um, that's all. I mean, I, that's, it. that's all I got. I, I got to take a break here in a minute, okay. but, uh, um, uh, it's always good seeing you. And Rudy, uh, Rudy J does the show with Rob Thompson, who's a great guy. And you are an ESPN from seven to 10 Monday through Friday, 1250 AM or 94.5 FM. And, and you, you want a cookie? I think I'll take one. It's John. I mean, Trey's my guy. He won't mind. How many are Trey in there? Likes me. Yeah, he'll be fine. Oh, it's like 90. Oh yeah. Go ahead and grab a cookie. I'm gonna take there, one, man. There you go. Thank you. Oh, I only ate. I didn't eat the, the whole you thing. Only ate one. I only ate half a cookie, so it's cool. Whoever your listener is that did this, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Thank y'all. All see right, you Rudy, tomorrow. Man, we'll see you tomorrow, brother. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. No matter what we're talking about, we always end up talking about my bathing habits. How does this happen, man? How does this happen? Because they are unusual. That's why it happens. <laughs> Unorthodox. They fluctuate. Yeah. They fluctuate. The rules change as time goes on. I'm just a lazy man. I'm just so lazy. Two ones are take a well, break. Maybe you would feel better if you bathed more often. But see, I gotta take this damn thing off and put the sensors back on. Oh my god. It's you know, it's difficult. It's not that difficult. Chris <sighs> will go over and rip those sensors off of you every now, day if he has every to. Every day. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting better. Two and zero. <laughs> I can always tell, you know, it's time for for this old Sean to get out the uh, the the body wash. When you know I come in in the morning, I'm sitting next to Elaine in the studio over there while Trey finishes out his gig, and she slowly moves away, moves the chair away, or she lights some scented candles. It's not that slow. It's not that slow. She kind of moves really fast. <laughs> lights some more scented can extra spray scented candles. Mm-hmm. Two two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty. I don't know what people are calling about. They want to talk about my bathing habits. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. All right, guys, hang on. We'll go to the phones when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. News Talk five fifty KTSa FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Welcome back to the show. Um, You know, Dog the Bounty Hunter, this is kind of interesting. Mike wants to talk about Dog. We're going to talk about Dog. And uh, he's looking for this laundry guy. 
And, you know, I, I, I'm going to venture to say, you know, he, he just might catch him. He, he's, he found a, uh, a, uh, a campsite, uh, where apparently, uh, this guy had, had gone with his parents, uh, he believes, and then, uh, he ended up, uh, uh, the parents left and he ended up staying. The dog believes he stayed there. I mean, he, he may find him here. Mike, how you doing? Hey, brother. Love your show. Yo, God bless you, man. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, I think the left tried to use all of this to distract against Afghanistan and, uh, you know, the border crisis, but it's going to backfire again because Trump's always throwing dog whistles. See the coincidence. Had a rally in Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs, coincidence. And now Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to find this dude. And when he does, Trump's going to bring him on stage in Florida. And when he does that, Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to say, hey, Trump funded me. It's going to backfire, brother. Trump funded me? What do you mean? He he funded, he's the one that threw the dog whistle to get Dog the Bounty Hunter to find this guy. What? Exactly. We're in Crazyville, Sean. We're living in a nightmare. What is going on? Well, I agree. This is all crazy. Dog the Bounty Hunter. I thought I thought he got arrested last year. Or no, that's the Tiger King. Man, I get those two. You got the Tiger King up. and the dog mixed up there, dude. They got the same ah. hairstyle, though. You know what I mean? Sorry, so. I think I called the wrong number, bro. Oh, you're fine, dude. Thanks for the call, man. Dog whistles. No, I'm being serious. I think dog might be. Now, of the story, and I said this at the beginning, okay, when the story first broke and the, the, the coverage was insane. Remember that, Chris, just a couple of weeks ago? When she first went, when she disappeared, uh, and then, uh, he came back, uh, and then they found her remains, and the, the coverage of the potato story was insane. It was wall to wall. And at the time, I, 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 I was asking on, on the air, why is this story so big? You know, people go missing every single day in this country. People, Unfortunately, people get murdered every single day in this country. Why is this story so big? And uh, I, I said something then that I still believe now, in that the, the, the Petito story and the laundry story has some melodrama attached to it. People can glom onto it like a soap opera. Now you've got Dog the Stinking Bounty Hunter going after this guy. It's got all kinds of melodramatic elements that, like a true crime story uh, on TV, like the ID network or forensic files. And things are so crazy otherwise. I mean, you got Afghanistan, you got COVID, you got the border, right? We have a looming economic crisis that's going to roll up on us sometime soon. And it's overwhelming when you see how bad things are in this country. And unless you're a moron and you're you're not getting you're only getting your news from ABC, CBS, and NBC or what have you, and you're unaware of a lot of this a lot of this stuff, I think a lot of people just glommed onto that story, hooked into that story because of the, because it is a true crime story. And you can glom onto that and forget your trouble and pain for a little while. I hate to put it that way. But that's why certain TV shows that are limited-run series do so very well these days. People don't want to think about reality right now, at least not their own reality. So, you know, you, you, you throw dog into the mix. And I'm, and I'm being totally serious. You know, I, I make fun of the guy a lot, but I, I think he actually is going to find the dude. And I don't know if a guy like Dog, if it's because he's, he's got more resources or he can devote all of his time to this one thing, right, Chris? He doesn't have to worry about doing anything else, any, taking any other cases. 
Is it ultimately, if he finds a guy, going to help uh, revitalize his television career? Well, hell yeah, it probably will. It already has. Is Dog the Bounty Hunter a real weirdo? Yeah, he is. He's a weird dude. But he's a dude who's actually very good at being a bounty hunter, so... <laughs> He may find the dude. We'll see. We'll, you know, I, I, if he's gonna find him, if, uh, if he does, I bet you, Chris, if he's still alive, I think he finds him within the next week. I don't think it takes long, or it will take long. So we'll see. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you have any thoughts about Dog the Bounty Hunter, never thought I'd say those words again. Dude got married again, though, man. Let me look this up, because I think it's his, like, seventh marriage. Uh, I'm just cause I'm curious, because Beth passed away from cancer. God, Chris, was that just last year? If not the year before. It hasn't been that long. Let me just take a look here. Now I'm curious. You know, when you look up Wikipedia on the side there, and it says spouse, and it lists Beth Smith, but then it lists Moore. Seymour. Seymour. Um, you know, I think the guy, and he just got married again. Hang on here, let me see here. Spouses, oh my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, and he just married at number seven. Dude, <laughs> dude, you know, like we said yesterday, Rudy, Rudy, say it yesterday. You know, maybe you're the problem, dude. If you get seven marriages, and the only linking factor is you. Maybe you suck at the whole married thing, man. Good God, man, seven times down the aisle. All right, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So go get him, dog. Stay out the house, man. <laughs> Things don't do well. Things don't go well for you when you spend too much time at home, bro. Okay, bro. 210-599-5555. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, the 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is underway right now. It's going on through October 15th. And obviously, just like last year, because of the COVIDs, it's only going to be delivery. Uh, last year, you helped to feed over 10,000 people here in San Antonio and uh, also helped with the purchase of uh, many of the items that we need, like turkeys and food stuff. Give what you can at KTSA.com. i got a whole bunch of folks here that we want to thank. We want to thank Ken Trigg. He donated 100 bucks. Robert and Cindy Jones, 50 bucks. Nathan Denton, 50 bucks. Robert Leal, fifty bucks. Thank you, Robert. Rachel Wallace, two hundred and twenty-five bucks. And uh, we certainly appreciate all of these donations. Good on you. Thank you so much. So go to the website ktsa.com. Brought to you by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, the Institute for Functional Health, and and Sira. Uh, this year we'd like to feed maybe uh, fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand, if we can. So do what you can for us. We appreciate it. Here's Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that he's brought enough excitement, our dog has brought enough excitement and energy to this that it'll motivate a lot more people to bring in information just 
in the area, in fact, the whole country. And if the guy is still alive, uh, people will spot him and they'll turn him in. And he's uh, really going to have a hard time hiding. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and and I think you're right about the dog thing. It kind of brings even more national attention to this guy. And what is the guy going to do? You know, you have to think about what is he going to do? He can't. He, he, he's not going to be able to live anything resembling a life, you know, on the run. Everybody knows what he looks like at this point because the story has gone national. So I, I, I still think he might be dead already. I don't know. I, I got that thought in my head, but I have no idea. But certainly, I think they'll be more likely to turn him into the dog too than the fumbling, bumbling idiots that the FBI is. Well, <laughs> the FBI has been taking some hits lately. Hey, man, I appreciate oh, the call. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hey, pretty good, Sean. Pretty good. As in, I always look forward to your show, but I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's show so we can discuss the lowlights of General Minimi's performance. I, you know, I really just haven't been watching it because uh, I, Chris has been kind of monitoring it for me, and it's the same crap over and over again. We didn't know, we didn't know it was they were going to swamp the country that quick. We're proud of what we did. It was the le- largest airlift uh, in in history, and it's the same crap they've been saying all along. It's the same crap yeah. over and over again. Well, I'd, you'd be interested in what all the other guys that listen in and girls, you know, have to right. say about it after you have a chance to digest it. So, yeah. if you can hold it down, <laughs> I just, you know, the, the the listening to them blame everybody in the universe but themselves for what happened is the obnoxious part for me. I mean, apart from the fact that we are still pretending that the Taliban is somehow an ally or or a legitimate government. When the the go ahead, I think I heard somebody say in the administration, Blinky, I believe it was, said they're professional and businesslike. Right. So was Murder Incorporated. You know, I don't want to deal with them people. That's right. I appreciate the call, Richard. As usual, thank you. Yeah, you know, businesslike, like when they're telling barbers not to cut beards or they'll you know execute them. Like that. That is that good business behavior. Hanging dudes from cranes. Saw some video this morning when I'm on with Trey, and uh, they're just beating women they're in the, right in the street there, whipping them with the with the big leather straps and sticks. I mean, it's so upside down to me. It's so surreal to me th- to think that we are actively, actually treating the Taliban like a legitimate government and and lying about this business of we didn't know. We, of course we knew. Biden knew when he called, uh, when he called the uh, former president of Afghanistan and a guy that we put in there uh, and said, you're going to shine this thing up a little bit for me. Uh, very, uh, very, and Millie called the guy too. President Ghana, was that his name? They both called him on the same day, I think back in July, and said, "Look, I, I know things are going crazy, but uh, you, you got to act like uh, you got to at least put out the uh, put out the idea that this is going much better than it actually is." And and Ghana's on the phone saying they're swamping the country; they're already taking towns. They didn't know. Come on, man. I mean, we're not that, we're not that stupid. Well, I guess you're dealing with the elitists who, 
who believe most people are that stupid, and frankly, the people who support guys like Joe Biden and General Milley and all these yahoos and Blinken, well, they are—they really actually are that stupid. And they inherited this mess. Oh, they right. I forgot about that. They inherited it from Donald Trump somehow. It's sacky. It's Republicans' fault, right, Chris? Because they're just going down there and giving speeches. But they're not working with us on real uh, systemic immigration reform. Immigration reform. You didn't need to reform anything. You just need to, needed to leave the Trump refugee pro- uh, uh, policies in place. As far as the border, but as far as Afghanistan, the deal was, you know, everybody's out. You hurt one American, you hurt one of our allies, and I'll grease you. That was the Trump dealio. That's what they inherited. They inherited a situation where all, where all they had to do was upheld what Donald Trump had set in motion. <laughs> and that's, you know, it would have been fine. We'd have our equipment, our equipment would be destroyed. All of the folks that worked with us over the past 20 years would be out of there. All the Americans would be out of there. Instead, it's what we have, which is a mess, and it's brutal, and it's bloody. People are terrified for their lives. But somehow they inherited that from Trump. It must really suck to be somebody who's for whom you know everything is always somebody else's fault. You know what I mean? That's all this, this nonsense is with this, these hearings today. As far as I can tell from what I'm gleaning while I'm doing the show, is that it's everybody else's fault. I said gleaning, Chris. <laughs> gleaning is one of them words that you say it makes you sound smarter than possibly you are. Really? Yeah, he, this guy, that guy knows all about it. From what I've gleaned while doing the show. <laughs> And not actively listening to the to the Senate Armed Services Committee hearing, but uh, I'm s- certain the the bull crap is just flowing like wine, man. They don't do anything. I, I know. Neither did you. Two one zero. Well, I guess I'm out of time. I can't really take any more calls. Um. Well, but we will review the highlights tomorrow. Uh, Trey's on at five with the five fifty KTSA morning news. And then uh, I join Trey from uh, from uh, seven to nine on Where and Rima. So we'll be reviewing some of the bullcrap that we're hearing that we're going to hear today from our military leaders, from the defense secretary, on the the just crap fest that was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, and this weird crap that somehow we're working with them, and the eyes of the world are on them. The Taliban, and they're not such meanie heads, Chris. Did you know that, Chris? The Taliban are not meanie heads anymore like they used to be. They're business-like now. They're going to have Taliban beanie babies. Taliban beanie babies. Which will probably cut their heads off, too. So, anyway, that's the show. (laughs) If you want to email me and tell me I suck, it's Sean at KTSA.com. Sean at KTSA.com. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, Rudy J. from ESPN, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.